All right, good morning. Uh, thank you, Teresa, for the intro, and thank you, for Carr, for having me here at Pleb Lab. Uh, today, I'm going to be doing a product announcement for BTC Retail X, which is a, um, it's a much more than a point of sale. It's a retail management system that uh, functions for sales, inventory control, uh, employee permissions, time cards, uh, a wide variety of things on the back of the house that a store owner would need to run their business. And uh, as Teresa had mentioned, um, my background is uh, point of sale. I've been selling cash register systems for 20 years and uh, through uh, corporate, so for Intuit, for Microsoft, uh, the big companies that are out there. And uh, for years, I wanted to build my own system that didn't have that 800-pound gorilla mentality that you're going to take what we give you and be happy about it. Uh, Microsoft was famous for that, and so was Intuit for that matter. And um, although I, you know, I did well with selling their software, I was never quite happy with that e ecosystem that they provided. And so I knew at some point that I wanted to build my own system, uh, but it wasn't until President Bukele had announced uh, Bitcoin le uh, legalization for El Salvador that I was like going, I think I can probably do this. And so that was my impetus to start this about a year and a half ago. And uh, so... What you see here, what we're going to explore, is uh, the system of a point of sale, as well as some of the back-end retail management, and then what I did for Bitcoin uh, to integrate that functionality into it. So um, uh, nodes, uh, payments, um, on-chain, off-chain, uh, and a bunch of third-party uh, integrations uh, from other um, companies. Uh, to make it a inclusive point of sale that you could put any kind of payment rail into it, and um, and then how that fits in the in the retail space. Uh, so I've been in El Salvador three times uh, for the past uh, nine months, and um, uh, originally had wanted to build this to help their economy uh, to accept Bitcoin uh, from the grassroots level. So through organizations like Hope House at Bitcoin Beach and uh, me, Premier Bitcoin, uh, built, basically had built the system to give it away to them. Uh, so for the pupusa seller to, um, you know, little mom and pop micro shops that are down there, and um, to give them a product, it is in Spanish, by the way, uh, to use to, you know, to utilize Bitcoin uh, down there. Um, and uh, so it kind of grew from that um, into I also needed to be sustainable as a business for my own needs uh, to grow a company out of it. And so uh, I, I made it a traditional point of sale here for uh, US uh, as well as Europe and uh, also to provide a platform basically for um, emerging markets. So Central America, South America, Africa, and the various uh, Bitcoin uh, circular economies that are popping up around the world, uh, Akasi, uh, Bitcoin Lake, and so on. And uh, so, basically, um, just a little bit briefly about me. Um, I was a diamond reseller for Intuit, so that's the maker of QuickBooks and uh, TurboTax. And so, I uh, did that for 16 years. And all of a sudden, about a couple months ago, they actually are shutting down their point-of-sale division, um, which is going to end up creating a big vacuum uh, for, um, you know, Intuit being basically the small business accounting go-to company, uh, shutting down their point of sale business is gonna leave a big hole. 
And so I'm hoping to fill that hole uh, with some of what I'm providing. And, um, but I've been in Bitcoin since 2017, and uh, I've been in tech all my life. So I started out hacking um, over a modem uh, when I was 12, and uh, uh, quickly uh, started building computers and then moved on uh, into uh, you know, real-world life skills of selling and SQL and all the different skills that I built over the years to get me to this point with a point-of-sale system. So what is a retail management system? Uh, let me back up and say, what is a point-of-sale system? Some people will say that a point-of-sale is a, um, just a way to take money at a register. You, know, you have a cash register system. You ring up 20 bucks, somebody pays you. You ring it up as a credit card, you take cash. Um, and that's all well and good. Uh, but traditionally, in, in, in corporate world, point-of-sale is much broader. It's actually what I would term retail management system. And... Um, that does inventory control, which is a big part of business. It does in-depth reporting, uh, which is a goldmine to businesses. So the more data they get out of their system, uh, the more value they get out of their system. Uh, managing sales, managing invoices. Um, the system that I've created also does delivery, quick serve table management. So cafes, they know where, where all the food goes to table 12. Um, but I also built it to be hardware agnostic. So it's software, and I can basically put it on any hardware device. So I can do an Android app, I can do an iOS app, I can put this on a Linux server that's self-hosted, uh, I can throw it on a PC as a web browser, and uh, you, know, you can put it on your cell phone, uh, which is primarily everybody in El Salvador has a smartphone. And so I built the Android app of this full-featured software to work on an app on their phone and basically, you know, instead of paying $200 for a device like this, which is a lot of money down there, they already have their cell phone so they can run their taco business, pupusas, and uh, as a micro vendor. And um, that was the big goal here. Uh, because in the US, stores can, they can afford a $5,000 install. Can't do that in El Salvador. Um, you know, they pretty much are not gonna be even paying $10 a month for software. Um, it's that different of a you know, valuation for their, for their dollar down there. Uh, it's kind of eye-opening, too. You go down there and you see the cost of living differences. And uh, so I tried to build something that was cost-effective for them as well as for the U.S. market. So. Uh, and one of the other things is, is that I tried to do, focus on was transitioning for the Bitcoin adoption was to also make it functional here in the States by integrating credit cards. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit as far as how integrated credit cards are within uh, store management and how much money is involved in that. Um, one of the things I've taken away from that is understanding that we have a big uphill battle taking market share away from the credit card banking industry uh, based on just commissions that I've earned over the years with the banking industry for credit cards. Um, so it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's a mixed bag to integrate credit cards, but the reality is we have to do that in order to, you know, facilitate the transition into a Bitcoin standard. So, all right. So what I ended up doing originally is I had built this, um, I'm, I'm pretty self-sovereign, do a lot of privacy advocacy, and uh, built the point of sale originally hosted off a of Start9 embassy. And... Um, uh, basically have used all the functionality on the back end, Bitcoin Core, 
uh, L&D, and um, a couple other apps that I had um, uh, created and put out there, especially Ellen Bits. Uh, it originally wasn't part of the Start9 infrastructure. And um, so I had uh, cobbled together my own version to put it out there to make the point of sale be able to use Bitcoin uh, on-chain and Lightning off-chain. And uh, then it just grew. Uh, started integrating all these other third-party apps. Ibex is a big part of that right now, uh, mainly because of their liquidity that they provide um, for both Ibex Pay, Ibex Hub. And um, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Ibex, they basically provide uh, lightning liquidity for the most part. They do some on-chain as well. Uh, two businesses, and they're focusing on Central America uh, with a big push into Mexico right now. And uh, so one of the things going, trying to make this more of a production system is using third-party systems that provide liquidity that is fast, reliable, um, has a liquidity that's needed. Uh, what I've quickly learned using Start9 and Ellen Bits is that uh, you know, they're based off a of Tor Onion uh, background, and so it's a little slower. Uh, I noticed two years ago when I'd shown this in, in Miami, that uh, transactions were instant. I had a credit card machine, I had Ellen Bits, and Ellen Bits was completing a transaction faster than credit cards. Two years later, different story. It's kind of weird. I think it must be a, a tour thing, but uh, it's been a little slower. So ended up uh, integrating other third-party liquidity providers, Ibex, BitPay, uh, OpenNode, uh, to make it a faster experience for commercial need. And, um, but ended up plugging in all this other stuff. So as Teco, you know, you can sell uh, non-KYC Bitcoin out of it. Uh, even with Ibex Hub, I can do the same thing. Uh, integrated, you know, whatever back end that you'd like. So if you want to be self-sovereign or if you want to host a node on Voltage, uh, you can do that, use BTC Pay Server, and uh, away you go. Keeping in mind Bitcoin and its adoption I put in all these tools as well as traditional credit cards. So just to give options to the store owner. Yes. So uh, the question is, is um, how am I talking to each one of the providers, basically? And um, basically, we, it's an API key. So there's an encryption, there's a secret key, there's the public part of it, and we just plug that in, and it talks behind the scenes uh, for each integration. For the most part, majority is like that. Some of them are a little more... Uh, mm -hmm. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> So one of the things that I wanted to focus on for Bitcoin adoption was also to show how Bitcoin relates to the dollar or the local currency. So this is uh, just a quick screen, uh, a view of the sales screen, and we ended up putting in sats that get updated every 15 seconds to the local currency. So if you have a $20 Bitcoin uh, product, you can see that's 81,020 sats. 15 seconds, it'll re refresh, might end up being 81,300. And uh, so you can see the difference between local and the SATS price that's built in. And then tried to 
make that the SATS connection flow throughout the software. So you see it on the sales screen, you see it on the receipts, and um, it flows into the reports as well. And uh, the other, obviously, the thing that we've, we've done with the point of sale is you take payments in Bitcoin and Lightning as well. So your QR codes will pop up and uh, you can scan them at the point of sale. Uh, just a different view. I expanded it a little bit more, but just to show that the SATs are there, but also the payment methods on the side. Um, you know, one of the rules of retail is you don't want the money to leave the building. Uh, so if somebody is giving you a payment option uh, that you don't accept, you've just lost that sale. And uh, one of the interesting things is that I've, Im I've implemented about 14 different payment rails on the back end, uh, and it's expanding almost weekly. So uh, PayPal, you know, is integrated into it. Um, I can't remember if it's Cash App or Venmo. One of the two is in integrated on the back end, uh, as well as like 10 different Bitcoin uh, back ends. This is just an example of, of the sales. Uh, one of the pieces of hardware that we have, uh, this is a register that I've got out back that I'll be demoing the software on a standard cash register. Um, we designed the system to be intuitive. So everything, this has been beta at uh, my existing clients for the last year. And so we've been getting amazing feedback on trying to make it a faster system as well as intuitive. So, you know, cash out buttons are right up front, customer buttons so you can see history right up front. Uh, any kind of interaction is built in. Uh, the system does discounts, uh, tax in a variety of different formats, uh, including, including VAT, you know, value added tax for you know, Canada, um, El Salvador, and so on. Uh, gratuity, so we do, uh, you know, it's built for quick serve restaurants, so cafes, um, coffee shops, what have you and uh, you can do gratuity, and um, also delivery. So if you are a um, you know, pizza restaurant, you can easily in integrate this. But it's also for uh, light commercial delivery. So I've got a couple of customers that do uh, landscape supply that are using this that will, um, there's a tracking list of open um, invoices and open, open shipping that integrates with a Google Calendar that they can assign a job to a driver. And so you can have five different drivers, you can have five different invoices, and it's easily administrated from a central screen, all built into this point of sale system. So there's a lot of functionality that we can do with it and how we can expand it into different industries, not just retail. So we designed it to be hardware agnostic. So this is basically a web server on the back end uh, that I ended up uh, wrapping as an Android app, wrapping as an iOS app, and then building it to run. Um, the system on the bottom left is a, uh, a Linux box, a PC on the right. Uh, this is an Android tablet in the top left, and then an Android uh, handheld, which is this device, um, with uh, a receipt printer built in. But it also does the uh, uh, you know, standard cell phone too, which is Android, mine is at least. Uh, the, the goal here is to be able to put on any kind of platform. So one of the things that I pulled out of this is to see, you know, QuickBooks is only run on a PC. Um, Microsoft's product, only on a PC. Uh, there's stuff that you know, NCR has. It doesn't have the availability that I've put into my system to go anywhere. 
So that's one of the cool things I think about this system. The market for the point of sale, it's a lot broader than this, but this will touch on some of the customers that I have currently using this box. Uh, coffee shops, a furniture wholesaler, uh, standard gift stores, so tourism industry, it's, it works really well. Uh, I have a lighting wholesaler that uses it. Uh, I have three museums that are using it right now for their gift stores and for ticket sales. And then I've got several landscape supply stores. Um, apparently landscape supply in my town is pretty popular and I've got three of them. So. <laughs> All right, revenue potential. So this is an interesting subject and I, I wanna make sure that I point out the credit card commissions that are out there and why the banks are protecting their, their investment. Card processing, which is the second line, or, well, this line here. Average revenue for my commission selling a, a standard point of sale is $300 a month. And that's probably a company that makes $3.5 million in sales a year. I have, a, I have several customers that are $7 million that I'm banking $1,000 a month in commission, and that's with a revenue share that I share with another company. So the money that is out there in credit card processing is vast. And this is something that inherently as a Bitcoiner, I'm trying to you know, take a piece of because I'm trying to lower fees to get out of the credit cards. But you can see if you have 10,000 stores and you're in, you've got them banked with you as a credit card retailer, $36 million in commissions a year. So crazy amount of money uh, in credit card residuals. Um, and that's my commission. That's not the bank. They're making that much more money. Crazy thoughts. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up the revenue potential to show um, there's several different ways that this system can generate income. One is annual monthly subscriptions. Right now I'm averaging around $70 a month. Uh, most people pay for it on an annual basis and they get a 10% discount. Uh, credit card transaction residuals average around 300 a month. Uh, service support as a full service install runs around $4,000 per register. Um, so this is showing the income potential of, of what's capable of a point of sale system at a normal store. Um, private label licensing is also a possibility. So I white label the product, I'm marketing, and I'm building a partnership with a couple of customers who are going to basically, we're gonna white label the product uh, under their label and, and put it out the door. One of the other parts that I've not dealt with yet as far as trying to come up with a dollar range is the remittance market. So the original reason I got into this was that I ran into, um, I'd heard Carlino Torriello with Ibex uh, at a Bitcoin Day conference, and he was basically saying the problem here in the States is getting money back to El Salvador. And getting money from a, a laborer, a day laborer, or you know, a field laborer, or somebody who is in you know, the States needing to send money instantly to El Salvador is, is a, it's a huge market. It's an untapped huge market. And so I was like, okay. He, he basically said, if you, if you can find a solution for this, you're going, to, you're going to do well. And so I was like, well, okay, I can do that because I already have the point of sale. Let me do this easily by getting this, this device using Ibex Hub on the back end, exchanging cash for Bitcoin 
that's either in Lightning or on-chain, giving them a receipt, giving them a QR code, however you want it, and sending it instantly you know, to El Salvador. And um, so the reason I don't have this fleshed out is that this is basically a new concept, but you can see that a 2 to 5% commission range is possible for a store owner uh, to be able to take for doing that exchange business. So, um, you know, we're talking millions of dollars uh, that is being sent to El Salvador, and I'm, you know, we're trying to reach into the Hispanic market to get this device at existing stores, um, you know, taquerias, um, grocery stores, um, you know, Hispanic business associations, uh, just to show what's possible. Um, and we're not talking just El Salvador. We're talking Mexico. We're talking Honduras. We're talking other places that, um, you know, the diaspora of these countries sends money um, across the border. So the, the possibility is pretty good. Uh, building a reseller program. And so uh, if, if, if somebody wants to resell the, the platform, uh, whether it is a, um, a multi-line seller or if they want to do it full-time, um, basically doing 25% um, monthly subscription as well as 50% of the credit card residuals as a share. Um, and you build that up. Um, so if you end up having a client list of, say, 100 clients, it, it adds up quickly, um, builds, builds a paycheck for a sales rep. Um, and so the possibility for that will help support both the business for growth as well as the employee or the uh, consultant who's uh, trying to generate a paycheck. Uh, in the future, uh, probably going to end up rebranding. Um, I know BTC Retail X is a mouthful, and, uh, but we want to come up with a, something that's catchy, uh, a little more modern, uh, doing a little bit of uh, UI UX redesign. Uh, it's a little um, OG. You know, it's all PHP on the front end, and we're going to be doing some dynamic refreshes, as well as uh, integrating with QuickBooks Online and doing some uh, programming behind the scenes to make it deal with Bitcoin and its volatile price as well. Uh, another integration that we have that currently is working in beta is a WooCommerce shopping cart. So uh, the point of sale tracks inventory, shares its data with WooCommerce so somebody can do uh, you know, a web store uh, as well. And so their inventory should be up to date uh, as it talks back and forth. Uh, you know, the rage right now is NFC bolt cards, and um, I, I do have them. Uh, we, it's under beta right now. And then all of our devices have NFC readers on them. And so this device, uh, the register that's in back, uh, as well as a uh, little standalone NFC pad uh, that we have that we're uh, integrating with the system. Uh, talking with Oshi right now, as a, uh, hopefully to cross-market the point of sale with their gift card systems. Um, my goal there is that um, Oshi does an amazing job with uh, getting gift cards out there. And if you want to spend Bitcoin on those gift cards, uh, we want to be able to validate those gift cards at the point of sale. And then also share the marketing map that they are building to show where Bitcoin is accepted, both with our customers and Oshi. And that, that dives into the cross-marketing part of this that, you know, I'm open to partnerships so we can expand the Bitcoin, you know, standard out there uh, to show people what Bitcoin's about and how, you know, it's valuable. And uh, a little bit, just briefly to wrap up, um, right now my company is uh, BTC Retail X. I've got two full-time devs and one part-time dev. 
and we're looking to grow for the future. So that's going to be researching, um, you know, how to scale uh, coming up. And then if you want to reach out to me, there's my contact info, and that wraps it up. Any questions on that? Well, it depends on who I talk to. I have not talked to any attorneys yet to clarify this, but um, you know, I, I know one of the main issues that we're dealing with within the states is that each state has its own money transmitting law. And um, so, I, and this is hearsay, so I hear that we can send up to $1,000 with no issue. Um, but I do know that a lot of people are keeping it down to that $600 level. Um, so the money transmitting portion of it is basically, you know, like Azteco, uh, it's a voucher. It's a piece of paper, basically, and you're exchanging it. And so it's kind of, it's an arm's reach transaction uh, between three parties. And um, so I think, I'm not going to say that's how they get around it, but that's, that is the infrastructure that's in place. Um, so I, I think that's a gray area, and who knows where regulation is going to go with that. I think it's going to end up being a state-by-state -state basis, kind of like Texas and Prime Trust right now. So, yeah. Anyone else? Um, basically, I'm, I'm open. If there's, uh, you know, I... One of the reasons I'm, I'm rebranding is that, you know, I've designed all this stuff and I'm not a graphical artist, all right, by any stretch of the imagination. So that also means I'm not entirely creative either. either. Um, and so I would like to expand out to anybody who has uh, something prettier than what I offer. <laughs> um, and, and those come with those ideas as well, because we don't know what we don't know. And so I've been doing this for 15 years, 16 years, and so... Um, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm jaded to what the current point of sale market is, um, but I, I, I think the opportunities out there for hitting, um, you know, micro businesses on an Android app store or the app or the Apple store um, are vast. I think, um, you know, so if we can hit uh, one of the things I think, you know, we talked about Nostra earlier. And um, I think that I think there's a role there where we can do basically Instead of SMS messaging, we can use Nostr to send messages back and forth. So the system will send out text messages right now. That's expensive. I don't know if you know ex how expensive SMS messaging is, uh, since we all get it pretty much on our free on our cell phone plans. But standalone SMS adds up quickly. Um, and so being able to leverage Nostr, totally think that would be uh, something to do here. Send receipts by it or whatever. Um, but I'm totally open to other partnerships. Yes, sir. The bit book. Yeah. All right, give me give me a little feedback here. Um, <laughs> there you go. I love it. <laughs> I will definitely. I, I'm definitely looking for for feedback on on the, on you know. I've messed around with Honey Badger point of sale. I've messed around with, uh, you know, trying to play with the bit, Bitcoin concepts, but also, I'm, you know, the reality is that I want it also reachable to the other 99% of the market that doesn't deal with Bitcoin. Um, and with the hopes of, I'm going to orange pill these customers as we go. So I'm not forcing Bitcoin on, on customers, on these store owners. I'm basically showing, hey, it's available if you want it. 
and um, this is how you're gonna, you can do it and why it's cost effective to do it. Because you know, if you can do, if you can, even if you're using IBEX, which charges three quarters of a point for uh, Bitcoin trans transition to fiat, they sweep it into your bank account or hold it as Bitcoin, you're saving two and a half percent on average compared to credit cards. So, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer to me, but it ends up coming right now. We have to educate still. So we have to teach people, you know, we have to teach the store owners why it's worth it. So, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Originally, I did not want to be the custodian of funds at all. I'm, I'm, I'm still pretty averse to it. Um, although that's changing a little bit depending on some of the third-party providers that we're talking to now. Um, yeah, basically, I've, I've, I've let them be the ones in charge of, of the funds. Um, and even with IBEX Hub is a little risky because I end up being basically the bank if I choose to. Of, of the stores that are plugged into their system. Um, so sort of like what Galloway Money does with Bitcoin Beach Wallet in El Zante, um, they have a central bank basically uh, that, you know, that's, I, I, think, I think it's a huge risk. I mean, we see fraud all the time. And so I, I really don't wanna be a part of that, uh, open my own self and my own developers up to that risk. So. Hmm? You could take that device and then walk down to, let's say, some other listener that's doing, like, going to Bob's IBEX store, give them that device, get signed up, and then you start doing Bitcoin. Yep, definitely. And there's nothing else that they need other than to get that thing set up. And then they can still have their POS terminal that they have. They can just have that as a separate device. Yeah. Uh, where you run into problems is that, you know, most, most store owners want their data in one place. And so, um, you know, we can do an API integration with a lot of the point of sale systems that are out there. So if we need to send sales data so they have it in one place, we can do that uh, if, if it's not a lockdown system. Um, but totally. I mean, the, the, the goal here was that we get these in like Hispanic grocery stores uh, where they're doing remittances. They can have this to the side. But the reality is a lot of these places have just simple cash registers. And so putting in a, a, an inexpensive box, like the one that's out back for the demo, um, I'm playing around with giving it away for free for the transaction costs, you know, because I'm making commissions on the back end. So um, a lot of different options for that. That is true, yes. It, it, exactly, that's, that's all that it is. You got it. Um, and I, I was playing around with a little Bluetooth printer that was attached to my phone. So, yes, you're correct. Yes? Well, if, if they're using a simple cash register, um, that, that generates tickets at the end of the day that'll summarize what they've sold. Um, but it depends on if they want more flexibility to look at that data. The cool thing about this is cloud-based, so you don't have a, re a receipt paper coming out of the cash register that you know maybe the, the store owner 
isn't there every day and either has to leave the, you know, the cashier has to leave the roll of papers for the store owner to review later. Um, the whole goal here is that, you know, you could have a store running with your, 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 your employees, but you could be, you know, in France or South America or whatever, reviewing your stuff on the back end. Um, so this gives flexibility. Um, you know, a, a cash register system, it, it really comes down to cost. And I think we're trying to mitigate that, um, you know, as much as possible uh, to, to make it a system that has value for somebody who's, you know, if you're a U.S. store owner, uh, there's a ton of value in this um, that I've, I've seen uh, that has been lacking in a lot of the systems that are out there. And, um, and that, that having, cl having cloud access for your administrator to be able to run reports, do inventory control, add new items, you know, uh, do the uh, inventory counts remotely, it's powerful stuff. Um, so it just comes down to, I mean, there's trade-offs in everything. And, um, you know, a cash register that's just a simple thing that costs 200 bucks, you know, you can put the, my app on your phone for free and uh, find value out of that. No, they're getting rid of their point of sale division. Mm -hmm. Got a big letter from them about two weeks ago. It says, we are into lifing point of sale. No more sales, no more support. Any integration with credit cards, store exchange data, um, any third-party access to QuickBooks point of sale, not QuickBooks accounting, point of sale only, into lifing October 3rd. Yeah, working on it right now. So um, we have, um, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time, so I've built a bunch of relationships. And uh, one of the things that I'm doing is reaching out to my existing QuickBooks customer base and getting their, their credit card uh, accounts moved over. Um, so there are companies that will integrate with Point of Sale for processing only. It's a plug-in, software plug-in. Uh, so I personally am doing that, but I'm also... Um, in front, like I said, I've been a diamond reseller for Intuit for a long time. And uh, there's three major reseller groups in Intuit um, that are basically all in the same boat. And they're having to scramble over the next six months to reposition, you know, either get credit cards to these people or get them on new point of sale systems. It's, cra it's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's they were always a they were they were always a quarter point more, um, and for point of sale, right? So and uh, I I digress on this a little bit, so we'll move on. But uh, it comes down to shareholder value. Um, they they've been spending a lot of money, and uh, they're they're feeling the pinch of competition. Um, well, uh, from my mentality, it's basically, you know, take payments wherever you can. Um, so don't let somebody walk out the door with a $50 purchase just because you don't take Bitcoin. You know, if there's somebody comes in and they're a Bitcoiner and they want to, my, my core belief is that a, uh, a Bitcoin wants to be loyal to a Bitcoin company. Um, and, you know, they're the ones out there that'll say, oh, no, never spend your Bitcoin. Um, I'm of the belief, spend your Bitcoin, just repurchase it. 
and, uh, and move on because um, you're supporting the Bitcoin network, the ecosystem out here, that all of these people that are coming out here doing product announcements or integrations, uh, we're relying on you to spend your Bitcoin. <laughs> um, and, you know, you can mitigate the capital gains discussion um, by using, you know, Strike or, you know, whatever conversion uh, app out there. Um, so I, you know, it still comes down to education, both with Bitcoiners and with uh, traditional, you know, non-Bitcoin, you know, fiat world. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. Correct. You definitely can do that. Yeah, you definitely have options on, on remittance market as well as, um, I mean, the goal here as a retail owner is keep the money in the store. I mean, that's why the marketing is there, you know, sex sells. <laughs> so uh, same thing, money. I mean, and the example of the credit card processing revenue just on my commissions alone um, tells you that the banking world does not want to see this work. So <laughs> let's fight tooth and nail against it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, only with, uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've been doing this and trying to get my own customer base onboarded with Bitcoin. It's a struggle. Um, and it's mainly because of education. I'm selling a system, but I'm also trying to orange pill somebody, which is an in-depth process, you know. Um, I've been... You know, I, I went the Bitcoin circle of life. You know, I heard about Bitcoin in the bull run of 17, quickly went to shit coins <laughs> and got wrecked and then started learning about Bitcoin. Um, you know, one example I have is I've got, I'm a, I'm a CFO, traveling CFO for one of these landscape supply companies. And I've been trying to get him orange pilled for years. He still won't do it. I'm like, this is going to cost you absolutely zero. I said, I'm going to, I'll back you. I will, you know, get this up and going. He's like, it listens to the FUD. So it's an education process. And that's why Bitcoin is technically optional in the system. It's just a checkbox. You know, we go in the back end, check, make it, mark it as a checkbox. Uh, the, the goal here is that I plan on orange pilling each one of my existing client base that I've had for over a decade and basically saying, hey, Bitcoin is available. You guys can accept it. We can put you on Oshi and you can accept the gift cards. We can have free marketing, which is what basically what Oshi does, you know, with their Bitcoin map. And, you know, it's a win-win. It's a you save on credit card fees. You take Lightning. You can transmit it to Fiat if you choose to. Um, you know, or, you know, the reality is, is that you know, probably less than 1% of a store's income is going to be Bitcoin, you know, the reality. And, you know, so I've been, I, I actually have a couple of customers, and I basically say if somebody comes in with Bitcoin, just bank it. You know, maybe in 10 years, that'll be generational wealth for you, or it might end up being 20% of your asset value, just for what you take with 1%. Um, and so working with, uh, you know, Texas Slim is here, and he's doing the beef initiative um, and farm to table kind of mentality. I'm doing basically the same thing, trying to orange pill chicken farmers, 
you know, for eggs and, and a couple beef uh, sellers in South Carolina uh, with basically the same concept. Um, one of them is going to be using my system here in the spring, and uh, we're reaching out to farmer's markets um, in town as well uh, to be able to do that. Well, that's a pending relationship. So Michael and I were, were talking actively. Yep. To validate, yes. So basically, they OSHI takes um, you know they'll take payments in Bitcoin, give you a gift card for a vendor. Um, and one of the other things that they do is they'll buy gift cards from a store and say, hey, my Bitcoiners are buying these gift cards that I just bought from you. You know, it seems like a win-win. And uh, so my, uh, my argument in this is that, well, our point of sale system can validate his gift cards and then we can share the marketing uh, for what we're doing. Um, that's an active process. So it'll, it'll, it'll come to completion at some point uh, in the near future. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Super. <laughs> the chicken box, I like it, exactly. <laughs> yes, that is true, that is true. <laughs> All right, wrapping up? All right, thank you.